1: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got another amazing show in store for you with a guest in studio. I so, so love when my guests can come in studio. It makes life so much better. Um, So uh, I want to get to her real quick. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. So let's see what they have in store for us today. First from the universe. Only in hindsight will the miracles become obvious. Will you see you were guided and you will find there was order all along. Otherwise, you once said a long, long time ago, it would all be too easy. We agreed, the universe. <laughs> uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley and the universe having a little fun with us today. Uh, r- reminding us that, you know, even though we don't always see the perfection in the moment and we don't always see the divine plan as it's playing out in our life, it is still there. And perhaps maybe the universe is saying, look, we agreed to this a long time ago before we ever incarnated, before we ever came here. We were like, you know, if I know everything right from the get-go, it's gonna be a pretty boring life. So just let me forget everything. And then that'll be the fun of life of rediscovering the fact that it's all in divine order and divine perfection. And things are exactly the way they're supposed to be. And uh, it's all perfect. So even though it doesn't feel that way sometimes, even though it might not always seem like it, things really are moving along exactly the way they're supposed to. Or as I like to say, the universe is unfolding exactly the way it should. And uh, oh, thank you, Zena. Uh, already starting to get our, our, our fans uh, piling on on the Facebook live. But yes, it's it's life. There, there is absolute perfection in life and we may not always see it. We may not always understand it. It may not always look the way we want it to look, you know, but that's about us. That's not about life. Um, but we agree to it. It, it. it actually all is perfect. And I'm sure many many of you can relate to this, that there were times in our lives, especially, you know, who knows, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe two weeks ago, when we were going through something excruciating, that at the time we were like, oh my God, please, how do I stop this? How can I let this go? How do I get past this? And now we can look back on it with a new perspective, And we realize, oh, my God, like that was one of the greatest times of my life. I learned so much. I grew so much. I I can't believe it. And we laugh about it and we have a good joke about it. But at the time, it didn't really seem that way. So what I always like to say is, look, let's just remove the judgment for a little while. Let's just try and live without saying this is right or wrong, good or bad. Let's... Just do that tomorrow, okay? Just, just put it off by 24 hours. We'll, we'll wait 24 hours, and then the next day, maybe things will seem a little clearer. And if they don't, okay, we'll, we'll put it off a little bit longer. And, and let's just keep doing that until uh, we, we wait and we see uh, how things actually will work out for us because we really don't know. And, and we can say, this is great, this is wonderful, and it can lead us down some path that might not be so great. Or it can say, oh, this is awful, this is horrible, and it leads us to something wonderful. So let's just assume we agreed before we all got here, and it's actually all, all unfolding exactly the way it should. Wonderful quote from the universe. Okay, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Ooh. Complaining about anything holds you in the place of refusing to receive the things you've been asking for. Justifying about anything holds you in the place of refusing to let in the very things that you've been asking for. Blaming someone holds you in a place of refusing are you getting the theme here uh, to let in the things that you've been asking for, feeling guilty, feeling angry. It doesn't matter what you call it. It is a refusal. Not a conscious one you're asking you can't help but ask the universe is yielding it must yield it's a big question folks why aren't you letting it in so uh, this kind of goes to you know the heart of what Abraham teaches about which is the art of allowing and and in this case really using the contrast of what kinds of feelings, attitudes, emotions, energies are not allowing things in. So those things are complaining, justifying, blaming, feeling guilty, angry, upset, horrified, disempowered. Any of what some people might call lower vibration energies that we hold them, it's an active Act of resistance. We're actually saying, no, I don't want to put, allow more good stuff in right now. I would rather feel this feeling. And and I'm sure you all know that quote, you can be right or you can be happy, but you can rarely be both. (laughs) So when we give up the desire to be right and we give up the importance of being right, and we give up, you know, making others wrong to make ourselves right, that then we can be happy. And then we can yield to the universe's yielding to our desires. You know, Abraham talks about it all the time. We're constantly launching rockets of desire. We're constantly looking for something more, better, more fun, more joyful. And it's our natural state. Like we we experience contrast. We experience something that we realize, oh, well, this is definitely not something I like to experience a lot. And by experiencing that thing, we launch the desire of, I want more of the opposite thing. Like they're doing construction on my block and it's really noisy and it makes it hard to sleep. I really like being around quiet places So I really want more quiet in my life. And sure enough, that's the direction that we will move if we release resistance. Now, what moves us in that direction might be something like, well, more things are like happening in your neighborhood or in in your building that you don't like. Maybe pipes burst, maybe all this craziness is happening and the universe is trying to get you to move. Hey, you said you wanted more quiet. You got to get out of this place to, want more, to have more quiet. Until finally you get the message that, oh, if I want more quiet, this isn't the place for me to be. Let me find a place, maybe a house in the country, in the woods, or just a different neighborhood. That's more quiet. So you see, it's like this act of resistance. It can be very unconscious and it can be just a holding on to something that's no longer serving our desires yet we think because we're already in this place that we should be holding on to it and the more we allow the more we can let go the more we can not worry about being right about our life And just be open to the guidance that's right in front of us. I know it's a cliche going with the flow, but it's only a cliche because it's so true. That when we just drop the resistance to the the natural guidance of life that's right in front of us, then beauty and joy and all kinds of things can open up for us. So uh, your homework this week is to look at where are you in resistance? Where are we holding on to some energy, some thought, some attitude, how we view a particular individual? Where are we holding on to something that's putting us in an active state of resistance that keeps us from really bringing to us what we truly and deeply desire and let's just notice it just recognize it no no have to judge yourself for it you don't have to you know go oh shame bad Sam you were in resistance here no just notice it and notice where you want something different and just lean in the direction of that different thing lean in the direction of letting go and allowing the flow to come wonderful so two great quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe universe and from Abraham I hope you enjoyed them as much as I did because you know I love these quotes but I do get a lot of positive feedback a lot of people do love the quotes but now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the studio Camille Conte did I say Hi, good to see you too. I tell
3: you what, I love those quotes, and I'm already thinking, how long can I hang out with you? Because (laughs) it is so great to have somebody who's talking like that right smack in the middle Uh, of the day.
1: Absolutely, in the middle of Manhattan. So Camille is an award-winning radio personality and recipient, recipient... Winner winner, thank you, (laughs) of the Marconi Award, the highest honor given to broadcasters from the National Association of Broadcasters. She's been behind the mic since 1987. Wow. And her podcast, The Camille Conte Show, is entering its seventh year, and it mixes uh, conversations about life with great music. The show has over 28,000 downloads and uploads every Friday uh, to iTunes and Podbean, and airs Sunday evenings on uh, 90.3 FM knba.org in Anchorage, Alaska. I don't know how many listeners I have in Anchorage. I'm sure I might have one or I'm two. I'm sure you do. But uh, So go to knba.org if you want to listen to it. Uh, Camille is a licensed spiritual living practitioner with the international organization Centers for Spiritual Living. Oh, Centers of Spiritual Living. I know them. And is skilled in teaching people how to tell a new story about themselves and their life. Because it's all a story. She has been invited to speak in Alaska, Oregon, Idaho, New Jersey, New York. Right uh, Camille has created the course, Strengthen Your Spiritual Muscles. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. And the transformational online program, Ready for Change. Camille is currently a content creator for AudioJoy, which is a wellness app coming out of L.A., her largest audio production project ever. Uh, Camille f- just finishing up recording, editing, and mastering her audiobook for her first book, the Confusion Experiment. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Camille.
3: So glad to be here. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm really glad that we got you while you were in New York City, all the way from Alaska. A little bit different than Anchorage, isn't it?
3: Well, you know, I'm a Jersey girl. Ah. So I was born in Jersey. What and town? In Dumont, in Bergen Dumont. County. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then left for Alaska in 1987 because wow. it was the furthest I could go and still be in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to kind of break free a little bit. From I always
1: wondered which is further, Alaska or Hawaii?
3: Wow. Well, it's eight hours door-to-door if you're flying from Newark to Alaska. Especially. And it's about five or six from Anchorage to Honolulu. So. It's yeah. pretty cl- they're pretty close. I think it's
1: like nine hours. Because when I went to Hawaii, I think it was a nine-hour flight to Maui.
3: Yeah, from here, it's, it's nine to ten hours for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, very much <laughs> worth it to both locations.
1: Me, personally, I, I'm like not liking the cold anymore. So, if I move, I'm going to Hawaii. I understand. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> all right. So, everybody, with time for us to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into her, her new book. Actually, may I have this for Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Confusion Experiment. Yes. And we're going to talk all about that. and and spiritual practices and all kinds of amazing stuff you're going to get to know this amazing amazing woman during this hour so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity and we'll be right back after these messages
2: you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network
4: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way on talkradio.nyc.
1: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. Oops. And uh, we're talking today with Camille Conte, author of the book, The Confusion Experiment. Okay, so uh, I always like to give my audience a little bit of background uh, before we get into, dig into the work. So I'm just wondering, Camille, like you, you've led a fairly spiritual life. Um, Was it always that way or was it something that came to you rather young or was there some precipitating event that like just kind of launched you off in this new direction? Mm
3: -hmm. Well, I would say that right around when I was 18 years old, I read the book Illusions by Richard Bach. Oh, yeah. Tales of the Reluctant Messiah, which is a must read Uh, for every person breathing. That's a good old. Yeah, it is. And so I didn't realize that the way I have been living Mm-hmm. was kind of spiritual and I found ah. myself in that book I found the way I was thinking right. in in that book and I grew up in um, a Catholic environment and okay. from a very young age I never really felt uh, in sync with the teachings and I could never yeah. really find myself right. you know even yeah, literally th- up at the altar right. this was a time when <laughs> altar girls were not allowed to exist and now of course ah. they do yeah so I was always the
1: altar boys yeah back then.
3: for sure so I was always in search Um, So I would just say that by the time I got to Alaska, because I left New Jersey wanting more, seeking more, looking for more, um, that is kind of where my spiritual life was awaiting me.
1: Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, like my good friend Joe Nunziata likes to say, uh, he's a recovering Catholic. Yeah,
3: exactly, (laughs) exactly.
1: Um, Okay, so why Alaska?
3: I was heading to San Francisco because uh, I really was ready took to... a wrong turn? Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know,
3: I was born to run, as Mr. Springsteen says. Yeah. And um, I was just ready. I, you know, a lot of the... Uh, I came out of a, an environment that talked about getting married, having kids, yeah, yeah. get a job in Manhattan, and I, I just, it wasn't what I was about. Uh-huh. So, I, I was eager to explore the world. So, I was uh-huh. heading to California, and then I met a man uh, at a WNEW FM concert down at the uh-huh. Jersey Shore. He was from California, but living in Alaska, we kept in touch, and eventually I went out uh-huh. to visit him. And I always say, you know, my, my, my heart is in New Jersey, but my soul, I think, is, is probably in Alaska, because uh-huh. it is a stunningly beautiful place. Yeah,
1: I have not yet been there yeah. yet, but I would love, love to come. WNEW, I loved yeah. when I was a kid, come WNEW. On. Vince Gelsa, um, who was that Dave Herman. Dave, Dave Herman. Herman um, uh, 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 Scott Muni. Scott yeah. Muni. Oh, my yeah, God. and
3: I have all those cassettes because we would record oh, rea- all those oh. interviews when he interviewed Yoko Ono, and they did the King oh, Biscuit really? Flower, Flower Hour. Yeah. And I have them tucked away in a box somewhere. Oh my God, I'm having such a nostalgia <laughs> right now.
1: Oh my God, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So, um, w- what got you into radio? How did you j- happen to choose radio as a career?
3: I knew it from a very young age. Oh yeah, because when I you was a to kid, talk. yeah, but, well, that's for sure. But I also grew up with the best radio. WABC, ah, yeah. WNEW, and, and I used to listen to them on my little transistor radio yeah, at night, yeah. tucked under my pillow. Ah. And I thought, wow, this is this is magic. Yeah, and I want to yeah. be the magician. That's wow. really what it was. So I yeah. felt that my father was a, was an entertainer. Mm-hmm. He worked, of course, uh, during the day in New York at Blue mm-hmm. Cross Blue Shield. But mm-hmm. he was a drummer and a band leader. Ah. So a little bit of that in my blood as well. Oh, and okay. I, I I always knew I wanted to be behind the mic. Oh, and I okay. love it. Cool. It's a beautiful thing.
1: Cool, cool. And so... When did that transform for you? When did radio turn into something? When did your path turn into something more than just about radio?
3: Just very recently. Oh, really? Yeah. When I went to Alaska, I went purposefully to continue, you know, to pursue my career in radio, and oh, okay. I got a job right off the bat. And was riding my bicycle in, you know, five feet of fresh snow no. and <laughs> falling over and punching through the snow, thinking, "Oh my gosh, oh, what am I doing?" You, here? you just
1: reminded me, you know, back when I was in high school. Yeah, I think it was like my junior year or senior year of high school. There was this big, big snowstorm and and me and a friend like he bought this thermos of coffee. I picked up some donuts and we went down to the WNEW studio and brought them coffee and donuts because wow. it was like nothing was running but the subways, I think. That's fabulous. And, and then we had a blast there. It was so much fun.
3: That was such great radio. I mean, we yeah. grew up with great, great radio. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. No, but
1: unfortunately not. So I
3: so I, I got to Anchorage and I got a job as a salesperson and soon into it, the guy's like, you want to be on the air, yeah. don't you? Yes, I do. So I got that 4 p.m. <laughs> to midnight shift and oh. it just went from there. And, and it oh. really was my, my part 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 of my destiny is to to work in radio, and I had great success up in Anchorage, and and it's just a beautiful experience. So I did that from like 1987 right through about 1990s. 2001, right around you know, 9-11 actually was uh, uh, one of my last days oh. on the air in traditional radio.
1: Uh, okay. um,
3: so the whole spiritual thing was happening alongside that.
1: Oh, it was. So
3: I'm doing my rock and roll radio thing and uh-huh. loving it and interviewing all these great people. And alongside uh-huh. of that, I'm taking the deep dive into myself.
1: Ah. Uh, right? w- was there some precipitating event, something that happened or it just kind of naturally happened?
3: I had a friend up there, Deb Carlson, mm-hmm. who for one year invited me to go to a place called the Alaska Center for Spiritual Living. Uh. I said no for a year <laughs> because I thought this is church. I don't do church anymore. Right, and right. you know, bless her heart, she would never stopped asking. And finally uh. I said... You're not going to stop until I go, right? She's like, right. So I just went to shut her up.
1: Thank heavens for friends like that.
3: Truly, because I never left. And my heart just opened that day to a a philosophy that's Mm -hmm. very similar, um, if not totally aligned, to yours. About the oneness of life. That that
1: was started by the Maharishi, right? Well,
3: it's actually coming from what was... um, Religious science. Oh, okay. Uh, That was back in the day with Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes, yes. And then you had, you know, Myrtle and Charles Fillmore, and they Mm -hmm, went off to mm -hmm. this side, and they did Unity, and then there was Divine Science, and all of these fantastic cutting-edge... movements, Yes, and they all broke out and did their own thing, but they were collaborators, and they always were supporting each other, and um, there were a lot of women in new thought at the turn of the century. I really resonated with that. I was like, finally seeing Uh, women honored for their, uh, their wisdom, their intuition Mm -hmm. and and their ability to be divine and spiritual, you know? So I got on the the education track Ah. and I just started taking one class after another. And I, Ah. it was, but it was intense, right? Sure. It's messy inside.
1: Yeah, it absolutely (laughs) is. Once you finally stop and start to become present to what's going on inside, it's like oh shit what exactly. the going on
3: Exactly. Here? It's like a construction site at the up at the corner. Yeah. So you got to wear a hard hat and get your get your flashlight out. And so um it took time. Man. Many many years to dig Man. through the rubble of my upbringing and untangle my sure. belief system sure. and you know just come to understand who I really am at the core of my being. Right. Let alone what I really think and believe. Right. So right. it's it's a, as you know it's a lifelong journey.
1: Right. Yes, absolutely. It's, <laughs> As my friend likes to say it's a, it's a lifelong PhD process in exactly, personal development. Exactly. Um, when did you start meditating? Did you start meditating right away, or when she? No, she's or gosh, it no. no. Type
3: A personality. Ah. I had no interest in closing <laughs> my eyes. Not a chance eyes. of sitting
1: still for <laughs> you, huh?
3: Exactly. But when I got into this spiritual education track. To become a spiritually a spiritual practitioner, mm-hmm. meditation was part of the spiritual practices you had to commit to. Uh, so, you know, it was one of these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> and when <laughs> I opened it, is when it over, close, right? Yeah. And um, I eventually and, and I was I lied. I mean, I was saying I was doing it. That's uh, how adverse I was really? to the practice. Oh, and you know so why? Funny. Because I was really afraid to confront my uh, in, my inner world. I was afraid to confront my mind because i was already struggling with my mind awake and yeah. conscious <laughs> and the idea of closing my eyes and being with it in the silence it was just it was scary for me
1: it was very confronting yeah it yeah, really yeah. was yeah because often when we're so external focus yes it's to avoid something that's going on internally
3: sure and sometimes you just don't even know there is an internal
1: yeah right i mean i'm doing
3: radio we're doing all this stuff i don't know about the inner world really have a sense of it so i had to you know get get real and so i began the practice of Mm -hmm. meditation and uh, prior to the confusion experiment i you know i was meditating maybe 30 minutes tops ah. at my peak as it relates to the length. But right. with the experiment obviously took me to a whole new place.
1: Okay. So so since you bring it up, let's let's start talking there. The Confusion Experiment, what is it? And why did you write about it? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, the Confusion Experiment was actually a challenge from Kyle Cease. Ah, and he's okay. a former Comedy Central comedian. And now oh. he's a New York Times bestselling author. Oh, really? And a transformational, you know, coach and teacher ah. like you. And... I was selected to be one of four people at a retreat in Los Angeles Ah. with him, one-on-one. And I went there to get business clarity and get strategy Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. That's why (laughs) I loved your quote about Ah. when things don't work out. It's not the universe's fault. It's just our attachment to how it's supposed to be. So I was very, very attached to what was going to happen that weekend. So much to my surprise, Kyle starts bringing up this confusion. Well, you're confused. And, you know, and I resisted it all the way to the end until wow. finally I said, okay, I'm confused. And so his challenge was meditate an hour every day mm-hmm. for 100 days. Ah. Afterwards, grab your phone and roll tape and capture whatever's coming out. Uh-huh. And as if that wasn't enough, then post it on Facebook. <laughs> what? You know? Whoa. Yeah. But the goal well, the, the, the experiment was to see if meditation could heal my confusion. Oh, that was the prescription for the diagnosis, right? I see. And, okay. and so I did it. Yeah. I did it. And when I got done uh, recording uh, all the 100 days and going uh-huh. through the process, I watched all 100 videos. i been watched, oh, really? binged, watched my own videos.
1: <laughs> how, how long were they?: about? It took?
3: Well, I think the longest was about 18 minutes. Oh, okay. And and it's on YouTube, actually, now. You can find it under the Confusion Experiment. It is, because what I realized is it was like putting the camera in the chrysalis. Mm. Honestly. I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what I had said yes to and I didn't know what the heck was gonna happen but I really was watching my own transformation and it was a wow and I came out of that weekend and I thought well I need I need to talk about this so I gave a talk at my spiritual center in Anchorage and I Mm. kept thinking all the while about Kyle's challenge to write a book Mm. because that was the other thing he said write a book Write really? about this. He says, there's no books out there about confusion. I challenge you to oh, write it. If you don't write it, he said, I'll write it. <laughs> so, of course, you said, no, 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 no. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs>
1: you know how to get to your exactly. A-type personality. Exactly. Challenge what? You write? No, I'm <laughs> taking this. Wow. Yeah. A hundred, so, you, so, a, a hundred days straight yeah. meditation, an hour every day. Painful. What, what was the hardest part about doing it consistently for you? Doing it. Just doing it, just sitting there and so doing it. So
3: painful. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. In the very beginning, I would fall asleep uh, and realize that because I woke up. Right. So I thought, okay, I got to get out of bed, splash some water on my face, right? It was a process uh-huh. to figure out, how am I going to do this, right? Because right? initially it was like 7 a.m. I'm, I'm going get, to get oh, meditate. Okay. But I resisted it really, There the me within me that resisted it all the way to the end, really. Mm. There were some days I didn't meditate till late sometimes I didn't roll tape to like 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. So, it was really fascinating to watch how that aspect of me was my mind was in such resistance constantly telling me this is so stupid why are you doing this we don't do video we do radio they're gonna mock you out look how you look your hair is all frizzy I mean (laughs) Wow Wow. and all of that is in the video because I share that Ah, with after each each meditation and so the book the second part of the book is the are the transcripts of those videos seriously edited Wow. So that you can walk through those 100 days with me. Oh, wonderful. Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Okay, great. It's time for us to take a break. Okay. Um, when we come back, uh, let's talk about what were some of those insights or what were some of those juicy bits that you okay. got out of that process, okay? So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
4: Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc.
2: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening, Awakening Humanity. Let me just give a quick shout out to all our friends on Facebook. Uh, Joe Marie, Lisa, Janet, Zena, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Paul, William, loyal listener. Paula Karakapa, uh, um, creator of the, uh, 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 of the Awaken Fair, wonderful place to go to. Evelyn, Dennis, Uh, Joan, Mira, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. So uh, Camille. Yes. A hundred days. Yes. An hour a day. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, What was like the first, let's just say change you noticed in yourself over those hundred days?
3: When I came out of that weekend, I was really depressed.
2: Oh. Yeah. I was wow.
3: unbelievably excited to go. And right. when I came out of there I was depressed because like you were saying in those quotes, I didn't get what I went to go what get. For, right, I went okay. to get business strategy, business uh, coaching, uh, I get I went to get answers. Uh, and I wanted this person to help me figure it out, uh, right? Okay. I had no idea I was gonna come home saying yes to such a ridiculous experiment <laughs> as meditating for an hour every day for a hundred days. Yeah. So I think in the beginning I just noticed like right around day 8 mm-hmm. um I just started to feel a little bit better. Uh, I was still very depressed and uh-huh. confused, but okay. I noted that I was feeling a little better.
1: Uh, okay. I
3: think the first big shift I had was I realized and and it I only realized it through the experience. And that's why I really appreciate the work you're doing because okay. you at some point you have to have your own experience. Absolutely. That's where it's at. Right. You know, I, we have really come through the time of books and though of course please read mine. Um, <laughs> workshops and you know what I'm saying like it, yes, it all yes. points us back to having our own experience of ourselves. Right. And that's really what this was about. Right. So the first the first shift was I'm not my thoughts. Mm. Right. My first shift was because in the meditation process, like the first thing that happens is you, you're 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 tangled up in your thoughts. Right. And, and I was swimming in them. And right. after a while, I realized, wait a minute, am I confused? Mm. Am I confusion? Mm. So that was the first awakening of questioning. Wait a minute. Okay. And I started to realize I'm not my thoughts. I have a thought. Right. So I can say I feel sad. Right. But now I don't necessarily say I am, am sad. sad. And right. that is, that's right. a really big deal.
1: It's a big distinction. Yeah. It's, it's the whole idea we are not our thoughts. Yeah. We are not our feelings. We are not even our physical bodies. You know, I like to say to people, look, every cell in your body today is different than it was seven Absolutely. years ago. So you are not your physical body because what your physical body was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, is completely different than what it is today.
3: Yeah. And as you know, working with clients, at some point they have to have the experience, experience of those right. words otherwise right. it doesn't mean, mean anything. anything
1: at all exactly. so that
3: that's what I would say the first situation was is okay. I realized I my, my relayed the crux of the experiment was mm-hmm. I I detached from my thoughts and I was able to see more clearly the workings of my mind. Right. And I would say to people, if you're going to master anything, master how your mind works. Come right. to know right. how it works. Because right. the second big thing was the journey from the head to the heart.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and that 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 probably the f- is... The furthest
1: 18 inches you'll ever travel in your life. Incredible, right? <laughs> Just really
3: incredible. And the way the mind works and the way the heart works... Very, very different. Yeah. And I talk about that extensively in the book, and it's one oh, of the more good. passionate things I'm, I'm uh, you know, excited to talk about because right. we are living so deep in our heads these days, right. and we're struggling so much because things are changing, right. and we're seeking the answers from our mind, but it doesn't have the answers.
1: Right. As you know, the answers
3: are in the heart and the heart wants back in. Like the heart's like, Hey man, I want back in the game here. It's been cut out of everything. You know, things like intuition are completely mocked as a, as a legitimate experience in business. That's why I love your show, the conscious consultant. I mean, it is a real thing to use that wisdom within that innate knowing in business.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. And it's, You know, here in the West, we've so glorified the mind and put it up on a pedestal, you know, we don't even realize that it makes lousy decisions all the time for us and never even apologizes. Exactly. Uh, The best way I say of the mind is an incredible tool, but it should be the heart's servant, not the heart's master. Exactly. It should be the heart's soldier, not the heart's... uh, Exactly. Enslaver.
3: And here's what's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. As metaphysicians, there's a lot of emphasis on the mind. Yes. And a lot of emphasis on thinking and affirmations. And so it was a kind of an interesting moment, right, mm. to have that, which I studied and, and mastered, yeah. suddenly shift to something else. Yeah. And maybe that's the piece where, as metaphysicians, we're bringing the heart back into right. the mix of right. the metaphysical reality of, of how the mind works with the heart because the mind can only use what it knows right that's why i'm really impacted this change topic is a beautiful thing right yes when 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 you have an inspired moment like oh i want to do this the mind immediately looks to the past and if you if you've not done it and it can't draw on that it's like oh you better not do this right or if you did and it was quote unquote a failure Failure. it'll make the case that you definitely shouldn't do do this right Right. it's
1: not safe to do it exactly exactly right right um there was like so many things as you were talking that like came to mind and now i have like just left. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you during this process of doing this experiment over these hundred days, your friends, your family, did anybody say anything to you? Like, are you crazy? What are you doing? Are you on drugs? You know? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: absolutely. I was in Alaska for much of it though. I was in New Jersey as well. Um, and I kind of was private about it. I got to be honest uh, with you. I had an ego thing about it. Because oh, I, when I okay. left that weekend, I was like, what the hell? Right. What did I just say yes to? This is ridiculous. <laughs> I had told my family I was going away for this retreat week, and then I was going to yeah. come home, and my calendar was going to be booked, and all these things <laughs> were going to happen. Not meditate. right Right? so um you know i didn't even post the videos on my main page i have a secondary Uh, page because i was so like what are people gonna say so they knew what was happening but i I kept it private really Uh, for much of the journey outside of the people i did the retreat with who also were doing different things along the same lines um, But,
1: but even though you didn't tell them anything did they notice anything did they did they see any shifts and changes in you or not really until later
3: I, you know, I really don't know because I was so deep in my own stuff. Ah, I don't. Okay. I think I, I would say, yeah, like later on people noticed a change for sure because I, I did change. Right. I changed right. dramatically. Yeah. Uh, but in a way that only is better. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. when, when you clear out all the junk. Junk
1: and you become more of yourself.
3: It's you know that I think it's David Lynch that says, you know, one of the best thing about meditation is you become more and more you. Right. And that's the other thing I learned in meditation. There's a you behind the you. Yes. Yes. You know, there's that divine self behind you. I always say like the one that breathes you is always there. Right. And and you get to touch that. You get to visit that. You get to experience Mm. that in, in, and through meditation.
1: What was your first thought when you finished the hundred days?
3: I did it. <laughs>
1: I was really proud of myself. Uh, I was
3: really, really proud of myself. It was not easy. No. I dragged myself through much of it, uh, you know, and I would say right around day 60, you can kind of tell that something is changing in how I'm speaking on the videos. Right. Because uh, I move from like a personal experience to more of a teaching, uh, sharing these insights that I'm starting to realize, because, uh-huh. you know, as a radio broadcaster, I went through this whole experience right. of letting go of my identity. Right. And that freaked me out because uh, CC is who I am. It's who I know myself to be. It's who my audience uh, knows. And who will I be without her, yeah, right? right? So that was a whole, and of course the truth is, is that I was just letting go of my attachment to it. It right. always comes with us, right? right? Cause it's who we are. Right. Um, so there were some really deep things that happened for sure. Yeah. And, and the victim, I said, one one of my days uh, is I realized I, gave up my victim card this oh. idea that life is happening to me versus right. through me or for us or for us which yeah. is even greater right absolutely for us yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah my friend jennifer huff will be on the show later this year uh, she, 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 she. I was at w- one of her weekends and she said, life happens for us, not to us. And it just, it's stuck with me ever since. Absolutely uh, beautiful. Absolutely. And this does. is the
3: awakening that you're involved in as well. This is yeah. what we're waking up to. Right. And it's painful because stuff's collapsing. Yes. I mean, the infrastructure is clearly crumbling. Right. As it should.
1: Right. Because it's... Because we need something new we, that's more some, sustainable. Exactly. In that process, more conscious. Yeah. Just out of curiosity... Once you released your attachment to what you went to the weekend for, did anything shift or change in your business?
3: Oh, gosh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Insane. I don't think so. That didn't happen though till very late in the game, probably ah. in the in the day in the seventies days ah. when I when I kind of got there. I remember going to the to the to the sheet that mm-hmm. was what the weekend was all about, and mm. nowhere on that sheet did it promise anything, anything that I that I was convinced I was going to go get right. And I was like, oh my god! But you see how powerful right, that is? Right, like right. we see what we want to see.
1: Right. Right. The story that we tell ourselves totally colors our reality, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I, it's something I, I teach my clients all the time when I coach people. It's like, it's all a made-up story. Yes. It's all a made-up story, which is great because we can always make up a new story. Yes,
3: right on. That's the power of that beautiful moment. Yeah. That is so true. And that's what I'm also involved in these days is telling a new story for myself. Right. Because when you're in transition and change and when you're segueing from one thing to another, again, right. it can be terrifying. Yeah. But what I learned in this experience is that the heart, the heart has... The heart uses feelings as the preview. Right? The mind is all about facts, right, figures, right. data. It's got to know before you go. Right. The heart says, wait a minute, I got the instructions. I got, I'm your GPS here. Right. Put in your destination, which is the feeling, right. and I will take you there. Yeah. And it's a process of trust. Yeah. It's a process of coming to know, well, who am I trusting? Yeah. Right. But you know how it is when you walk into a room. You either feel mm-hmm. the good vibe or you don't. Right. right? It's right. about feelings, which is what Esther Hicks And Abraham are all about is activating the feeling state.
1: Yes, absolutely, because that feeling state is is the energy. What leads us to that energy leads us to that path that brings us what we really, truly, deeply want inside of us.
3: And it's difficult sometimes because what they're saying is we want you to look at the conditions of your life and then. Turn away from them Mm. or look beyond them Mm. and tell a story of the thing you want, but you can't see. Right. So teaching people, including myself, how do I feel the thing that's not here yet? Yeah. Is is a practice, yeah. but it's it's fun. Yes, it, it really is. It's, is. it's fun. It absolutely most is most of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right, but believe it or not, oh my God, it's time to take our last break of the okay. show. So when we come back, I just want to find out a little bit more about the book. Sure. And uh, and. Uh, What you got from all of this, from writing the book, not just doing the videos, because writing a book is a different process.
3: That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back
2: after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. talkingalternative.com
1: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, welcome, Leah and Patty, uh, loyal listener. Patty, she says, Hello, Sam and Camille. Hello. Hi, Patty. Thank you for tuning in. Okay. So, you know, going through this 100 days of, of meditating and doing the videos, you know, that's one thing. But sitting down and writing a book is something completely different. Mm-hmm. What did you learn about yourself in the process of writing the book?
3: That I. And pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing to learn Absolutely, because this was um this was not an easy thing to do yeah. i have to give credit though to christy morgan christy uh-huh. morgan listened to all the videos uh-huh. and transcribed them
1: ah. and then
3: they had to be seriously edited
1: right then
3: i had a lot of notes from the weekend mm. and i had been writing about mm. it um and so you know i had to just go through and and comb it through it was very different from radio I I I didn't necessarily like the experience of writing a book only because I'm so spoiled by the live moment (laughs) of radio Um, and I didn't think I was an author see Ah. and my friend finally said to me stop saying you're not an author I'm editing your book like stop it right I was like oh so there was a real resistance to accepting that I'm an author Right. right so um, but it was exhilarating, mm. and it was intense. Like mm. I had to go through five or six proofs, mm. had to read the book at least eight or nine times, yeah. dealing with the errors and all yeah. of that, you know, and getting the cover, which I saw in, in a meditation um, ah. one day. And and then you write the book and you release it, and then there's this other piece which is called yeah. the marketing, marketing of it,
1: yeah, so and promotions.
3: that's really humbling. Yeah, like how do you break through the noise? Yeah, yeah. I don't, Absolutely. I don't, I, I, And that's why I'm so grateful to be sitting here with you. I really. Uh. Sorry, I really appreciate welcome. it. Yeah, yeah, I really do. You're quite welcome. It's lovely. Uh,
1: did you continue to meditate after lunch? Yes. Day? Yes. Ah. I,
3: I don't do an hour every day. Okay. But I'm still holding good at about 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh. Never less than 30.
1: You know what they say. It's like if you can do just at least 20 sure, minutes absolutely. daily, that's more important than doing an hour once a week. And
3: here's the thing. I would rather, I teach people how to do a 60 second Oh, yeah? 60 second breathing oh let's just start there okay because we don't do even that breathe. for an audience yeah let's do it right okay. now. okay so this is really simple because they say shortness of breath because it's a short distance from here to here we usually breathe just uh, this far right
1: right to the chest and
3: right. breathing is the only thing that actually interrupts the autonomic nervous system right uh, so you talked about fight-and-flight yeah. uh, earlier and the breath is the only thing that communicates to the brain there's no crisis Mm. right and now instead of a charging elephant it's an email from the boss saying we need to talk it might as well be the same thing right so you simply breathe Uh and you become mindful and so it's just like this and if you can just employ See, the mind's already saying that's stupid. It's not going to work. What's How is 60 seconds going to make a difference, right? It's already got its chatter. Right. But if you can just give yourself the gift of doing that mindfully yes. throughout the day, before you make a difficult phone call, before right. you get out of your car, before you go to work, if you can just start practicing the breath. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I tell people, just set your phone for 60 seconds and just do mindful breathing. Then yeah. when the phone goes off, Get up and go about your business. Right, right. If you can do that every day, mm-hmm. you're on your way.
1: Absolutely. And, and you could do it anytime during the day. It's like 60 seconds. You can do it when you're on the subway, the bus, in yes. your car, in you traffic. Yeah. Absolutely. You could do it waiting online in the post yes. office uh, or anything on the bank. It's a real thing yeah
3: it's a real thing because we're going through very chaotic times right now we're in major change major shift major transition yeah. and so we need people like those who are watching to be the ones to take the breath Right. because you right. take it first for yourself but then you take it for everybody around you you take yeah. it for your partner and your family and your kids teach your kids how to breathe yeah. it's just it's a, it's a game-changer man I I am so grateful I learned about the breath really wow. I use it often
1: wonderful I use it wonderful. often. Wonderful. Do, do you do you go out to nature much in Alaska do you do you like meditate in nature or you just do it in home
3: well you know I've been in New Jersey for a bit of time because ah. my role as caregiver yes. has um, taken on a bit of a life of its own yeah okay. so um, I'm grateful that I found a little place in in Horworth where mm. there's a little like lake or reservoir and I mm-hmm. ride my bike out there oh, okay. so yeah I mean I I need, we all need nature yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and Alaska spoiled me deeply. It's yeah. stunningly beautiful up there. Yeah. So I try to go for a walk or ride my bike because that's meditative. Uh. I always tell people, you know, go for a walk. It doesn't have to be sitting still and breathing silently. Mm. If you can do that, great. Right, right. But just find the thing that takes you away from right. all your stimuli. Right. Whatever Absolutely. it is. Just Absolutely. go do that thing. I Keep tell
1: people all the time, yeah, walking meditation is one of the best meditations. Just doing a walk in the park. Or, you know, going around. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What do you hope people will get from the book?
3: That they're not alone.
1: Ah, that's a big one.
3: That they're not alone yeah. and that confusion has a purpose. Mm. You know, sometimes we're confused because we don't have enough information. Right. And we're still needing to gather information. Sometimes right. we're confused because we have too much too information. Much. Right? right? And we were talking about this during the break where we're trained to go outside of ourselves. Yes. So when I yes. left radio to do this Internet thing and kind of package my work online, mm-hmm. I, my mind said to me, you don't know how to do this. Right. So I kept going outside of myself. and uh. But I did have moments where instinctu- instinctually I thought, oh, let's just do that. Uh. Or I bet that would be it. But I kept dismissing it because my uh. mind said, you can't know. Uh. How You're a radio person. Right. Let's go hire this person and spend this money. Right. So what I want people to also know is that their instinct is a real thing right. and that their heart wants back into the game. And when when they that it's important to put your hand on your heart every once in a while and say yeah. how you doing. Yeah, you know, what exactly. do you think about this situation? Because that's really the brain. I mean, all the science yeah. shows that the the brain is really the heart.
1: Right. That, that that our mind is actually one brain. We actually have three brains. It's the heart and also the gut.
3: The gut. Wow. Yeah. Well, as an Italian, I know all about, <laughs> all about that. That brain is hungry all the time.
1: Uh, before we run out of time, sure. let, let's talk about Ready for Change.
3: Oh, my gosh. My transformational online program, I mm-hmm. run it often. It's okay. running in August. So if your okay. listeners miss that opportunity, they'll come around again. Seven-week online course. It is Everybody should take it you okay. could everything there's nobody who couldn't benefit from the deep dive into change because uh, change is everything okay it's everywhere all yeah. the time
1: yeah, and so absolutely. that's a powerful
3: course you can find more about that at this awakening spirit Dot com. This awakening that's my, spirit.com. My educational oh, site. I like that. Yeah. When I saw The Awaken, I'm like, oh my gosh, Sam and I are long time yeah,
1: friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's so seven weeks, how long is each uh, It's lesson? two
3: hours live on Sundays. So oh, you get me like this Sunday? for two hours, and ah, um, anybody okay. can go to the website and follow me on Facebook, and I'm happy to connect and give you more information.
1: Wonderful, wonderful.
3: And the book though is going to be available at Camille Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. you can get to this awakening spirit from Camille Conti, so that might just be the easiest okay. thing. Okay,
1: uh, so spell that for our audience. Just it's c a
3: m i l l e c o n t e dot com. Dot
1: com. Beautiful, beautiful. So, <coughs> so you're in New Jersey right now. I am. What's next for Camille Conti?
3: Um, hey, house author.
1: Hey, there that's, we that's go. That's the feeling
3: state I'm grooving into. Oh, okay. Um, you know.
1: Do you have another book behind this one?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think I have another podcast coming, too. Oh. Daughters okay. Caring for Their Mothers. Ah. This is huge. Yes. Caregiving is caregiving
1: huge. Caregiving is huge and learning how not yeah. to lose yourself in the oh caregiving. My goodness.
3: But I just interviewed a young woman who's 25 who's caring for her grandparents. Oh. Ah. So it's 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 a thing that's yeah. happening. Um, Aging population. We're living real, longer. Yeah. Oh, my and, gosh.
1: and, you know, the the... You know, in the old days, families stayed together for much longer and you would have three, four generations in one household. Yes. But these days we're spread out all over the place and it's typically two generations in the household. So then when it comes to taking care of elderly parents or grandparents, it's it's a much different dynamic than it was 50 years ago.
3: I didn't know I was going to be in New Jersey. I thought I had no I thought I was going to be on the road with my book ah so when you ask me that question i want to keep my 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 vibrational dream alive but at the same time i'm still working this belief that everything's happening for my highest good even though it doesn't look like it right and just keep taking those steps right right. so that's why moments like this are wonderful because um caregiving is a is a full-time is a full-time gig so yeah so we'll see but um I'm available to, you know, be invited to do things and, and talk to people. And, um, I've got right. the ready for change class. I've got my radio show, the Camille Conte show. So Wonderful. these are good creative uh, days. Uh,
1: and, and so the Camille Conte show comes out every, every Friday, Friday. I upload it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's
3: rock and roll with this kind of stuff. It's ah. very cool, man. I, oh, cool. It, it's I really, it's like any W and this, it's ah. good. You would love it.
1: I definitely would love it. I definitely will check it out. Um, Who do you look up to these days? Who's who's like your your inspiration?
3: Um, Well, musically, it'll always be Mr. Springsteen because Uh, he's just a true artist in every sense of the way. Uh, Spiritually, I really am loving Matt Kahn. Yeah, I
1: love Matt Kahn.
3: I found him years ago, and boy, uh, he's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I
1: found him about uh, through a friend about three, four years ago. And the Marsy, did you see him when he came to New York?
3: No, I missed it. Oh, I know. I, I know. bumped
1: into him on the street. Did you? Oh my God! It was such a thrill for me because my wife and I would listen to his videos all the time, and it was he, he did it right up near here, a yeah. few blocks from here, at the church on Eighty Sixth yes. Street. And in the morning, I I I came down, and I was walking down Amsterdam Avenue, and I was going to like, um, you know, pick up a, a croissant or something before coming into the office. And I see him walking up Amsterdam Avenue going, I'm like. Matt yeah. And he looks up at me and he mm-hmm. goes, yes. I'm like, oh, my God, it's you. Yeah. Oh, my wife and I are coming to see you this weekend. And he goes, oh, wonderful. Oh. And he gives me a big hug. Beautiful. And he was telling me how, like, when he comes to a city for the first time, he walks around for, like, hours and hours, and he just blesses everything mm-hmm. in his path.
3: Yeah, he's a pretty special. And he has that book, Everything is Here to Help You. Everything is, is Here, here of, to Help again, You. Which is kind of, again, goes back to your quotes, right? Yes, and, yes. I, and Esther Hicks. I mean, yeah. I, what I like about Esther Hicks is that It's the same. She's saying the same thing. Yes. It's 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 a practice. Right. And no matter what quote she gives us, no matter what video she's on, Abraham is always telling us how to be empowered by the gifts we've been given. Right. Absolutely.
1: You know, know, the one thing I just want to say about the Esther Hicks and and just the whole message that they teach about law of attraction is sometimes people get a little bit too caught up in the things side of stuff like, oh, this is the way for me to attract Mm -hmm. more things into my life. But if you really pay attention to the underlying teachings, it's actually a very spiritual practice. And she even says, when the thought of the thing you want to create becomes so joyful to you that the having of it is irrelevant, Mm -hmm. then you've really reached the pinnacle of the practice. So it's not about the things. The things are merely an excuse.
3: Yes, to feel it
1: to feel it, yes. to feel better, to raise our vibration, to be
3: m- yes. more and And I also think sometimes The Secret got a bum rap because we are yeah. very materiali- materialistic. Right. And that was just meeting us where we are.
1: Right, people right. At the time, I it mean, was it's like... A, it's a wonderful first grade primer. It is. That's the way I look at it. And it was tremendous because it brought it to this mass consciousness. Absolutely. Which now has had tremendous effects. But, yeah. oh my God, we're, we're out of time. Thank you so Camille, much. Camille, thank you so much it's for so coming great. in studio. I so appreciate you taking the time to come in. It's been a joy in. and thank you to your Go listeners. Go out and get her book. It's on Amazon. It's all over the place. The Confusion Experiments, Camille Conte.
3: CamilleConti.com. There'll be a special offer for your listeners. So head on over. Go ahead. Tell them real quick. Well, I'm going to give it. Uh, you can get the book for just $15 if you go to CamilleConti.com. Wonderful. Right now it's 20 bucks, but I want to give everybody a good, good deal. Awesome. Thank you Thank so you, much, Camille. I good so appreciate
1: treat. you. Thank you, too, my loyal listeners. Thank you for everyone Bye. who tuned in. And uh, we will talk to you next week.
4: Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc.
2: I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
0: Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at
1: info at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative
0: Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.
2: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.